0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today, we're going to get a little bit deep. I'm going to challenge you a little bit to think different. I hope that that happens frequently If, as you listen to the show on a regular basis. That is my hope. But this one, I think, is going to be especially insightful and will, I don't know, maybe Maybe we're going to poke around in those deep, dark places that uh, you might feel uncomfortable. If you don't want to feel uncomfortable, please turn this off. It's okay. It's okay if you only want the light and fluffy stuff, but I like to get deep. I like to have meaningful conversation. It's important to me. So Mm -hmm. because it's my show, I get to talk about whatever the fuck I want. And because you are a grown adult, you get to listen to whatever the fuck you want. So it's a beautiful thing. We both have the power of choice. You can tune me out at any time, but I have a feeling you're going to want to listen to this one. If I am correct and you do appreciate this episode, it would truly be incredibly helpful if you could spread the word and, first of all, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Second of all, you can just copy the link to this episode and send it to somebody. It's a beautiful gift that you can give to another human and say, hey, I was thinking about you. I heard this episode. I thought it might be useful. Here you go. And then the third thing you can do is just take a screenshot of yourself listening to the episode. Obviously, you won't won't be in the picture. I mean, somehow you could probably do that with like a nice little collage. The episode screenshot, your face. If you have a dog, totally put your dog in there. We're all about the dog pictures. That's like 90% of my Instagram feed. And then you want to post it to Instagram and tag me at Coach. Underscore Mike Underscore Milner, or the ultimate would be posting a picture of your dog listening to the episode. That is how I know that you're truly appreciating what I'm saying. Um, so, here, I got to be fully honest right now and tell you that I may have already told this story on the podcast, and if that is the case, I apologize. I've told a lot of stories on the podcast, and sometimes I probably repeat myself. I apologize if that's the case, but I'm going to tell this story anyway, because it's an important one. Even if you've heard it before, there might be a new lesson that you extract. There might be a little nugget in there, a new takeaway. And uh, yeah, we're just going gonna to jump right in. Um, I'm going to tell a story about a plant in Tacoma, Washington. And there was a, a plant in Tacoma, Washington. I believe that this was in the late 70s, early 80s. I might have my dates wrong, but this is all something that you can look up on Google if you want to fact check, if you want to read about the story. Um, again, I apologize if I already told, told this story, but there was a, a plant and is a, a really big plant in Tacoma, Washington. and The EPA the Environmental Protection Agency, was a little bit concerned. This was like right around the time that they were starting connect, to connect the dots, that some of the emissions from the plant and some of the things that were happening at the plant may have been cancer-causing. And there was concern. They weren't really sure, but they were kind of thinking that, hey, you know, some of the stuff that's going on here that, that these workers are exposed to may put them at a greater risk of some form of cancer, multiple forms of cancer. And there was the president of the EPA, a guy by the name of William Ruckelshaus or Bill Ruckelshaus. So the EPA flies him out to Tacoma and they debrief him on the situation. They say, look, we have this plant that employs a lot of people in the town of Tacoma, Washington. There's a lot of jobs at stake with this plant, but we're really concerned that the workers are exposed and they may be at a greater risk of developing cancer. They say, you know, Bill, we need you to make a decision. You're the president of the EPA. This is your call. You're either going to close the plant and put all of these people out of work, or you're going to keep the plant open and you're going to expose all of these people to cancer. What do you want to do? This is your decision. And Bill Ruckelshaus says, I'm going to consult the people. I can't make this decision without consulting the people that this will impact. And so he goes to the people of Tacoma and he tells them what's going on. And he informs them that we have a difficult decision to make. We have to decide whether to keep this plant open because there is the potential. That you're being exposed to a greater risk of cancer. And the people get really upset and they're like, no, fuck you. We're not making this decision. This is what you're getting paid for. You make the decision. And so Bill Ruckel's house goes back to the EPA and says, you know, I got a little pushback. And the EPA says, we told you so. These people are not smart enough. To be included in this decision. This is your job. This is what you're getting paid for. They're not smart enough to help you with this, this decision. You have to make the decision. What's it going to be? And Bill Ruckelshaus says if that's the case, if these people are truly not smart enough to help with this decision, then we have two choices. One, we can strip away all of their power. Or two, we can educate them. And I get goosebumps when I say that because think about that. The first option, make the decision for them, aka strip away all of their power. They have no say in the matter. Option two, educate them. Which one's easier? It is infinitely easier to just make a call, coin flip, whatever half the people are going to be pissed either way. So let's just flip a coin, make the decision and roll. That is so much easier, but you've taken away the power of many individuals in doing so. By the way, I hope you're connecting the dots right now to the way that things are structured in our world. I hope that that is happening for you as I tell this story, which is a true story. Again, you can look this up. So he says, I... I'm not in the business of stripping away human rights, and I'm not in the business of stripping away the power of an individual to make a decision. Therefore, we are only left with one other option: to educate them. And the EPA is all pissed off, and they're mad at him. And they're like, you know, this is wasting time and resources. And he says, "Here's what we're going to do: we're going to hold these meetings every single week. We're going to hold these meetings, and we're going to sit down, and we're going to have this." Group think, time, anybody who wants to attend is welcome, bring your questions, bring your suggestions, and the people were not happy. The people of Tacoma, the people that worked at the plant, the family members of those who worked at the plant, they were not happy. How dare you make me take time out of my busy schedule to sit through a meeting To help you do your job. How dare you make me show up to these things and sit through whatever it is you're trying to present us with? This is what you get paid for. Just tell us what's going to happen. Keep in mind, half the people wanted the plant to stay open. Half the people wanted it to close. Now you can imagine that their life experience, you can maybe imagine somebody who had lost a family member to cancer thinking, no way should this plant stay open. And you can imagine somebody whose entire family was being supported by their income at the plant saying, I'll take the risk. You're not going to put my family at risk and and shut down this plant. So both sides have a point and a perspective, and they just wanted to be told what to do. Just tell me what we're doing. Half of us are going to hate you either way. But how dare you make us take time out of our busy schedule to show up to these meetings and these open forums? And he was like, This is what we're doing. We're holding these open forums. So it was not a popular choice. And every single week, people would show up and they were not happy. But weeks went by and all of a sudden, people started participating and asking really insightful questions. And the EPA started to get really helpful information because people were asking questions about connections to other diseases that they hadn't thought about. So like, we have some more research to do. And then what happened was business owners started showing up and they were like, hey, we actually really need some help. We need some staff at our businesses. And after weeks and weeks and weeks of these open forums, they started a transition period of Business owners taking on some of the staff members so that they didn't have to shut down the plant all at once, but they could gradually phase it out while reducing the amount of people that were out of work. And then what happened was people from outside of Tacoma started to gain insight that, hey, there's this area where people need work. We're going to go start our business in Tacoma because. We can staff this business right away. And it actually improved the economy in Tacoma because other businesses were opening there. Business owners were showing up to these forums and helping to transition people from the plant into their businesses. And now, after the fact, people look back at Bill Ruckel's house as one of the best leaders. Keep in mind, the EPA was vehemently against this idea. They told him he was crazy. The people of Tacoma were frustrated by the idea of being burdened with these meetings. They just wanted to be told what to do. And yet, as an amazing leader, he came up with a solution that was an adaptive solution. Now, there's so many things when I heard this story and when I tell this story, which again, it may be It may not be the first time that I'm telling this story on the podcast, but when I tell the story, it really resonates with me on a deep level because it makes me think of how we how we operate today. We want to be told what to do. We just want somebody who's going to give us the good news, right? Tell us what we want to hear. But here's the problem. There's always another side. So half the people are going to be happy. Half the people are going to be pissed off. And all of the responsibility is placed on somebody else. Doing things that way is abdicating responsibility for yourself. Just tell me what I wanna hear. I'm not gonna work for it. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna sit back and wait for the news to hit. And I hope that it's in my favor. And if it's in my favor, I'm gonna celebrate. And if it's not, then I'm gonna be pissed the fuck off. And I'm gonna point fingers. I'm going to yell and scream. Again, another concept that I talk a lot about on the show is Cartman's drama triangle. This is an example of that. I'm going to end up being the victim. I'm going to point the finger at the villain, and I'm going to hope that a different authority figure comes in as my savior. It's a dangerous game to play. What Bill Ruckelshaus did was he created an adaptive solution to an adaptive problem. An adaptive solution means we are actually going to ask you to be a part of the solution. We are going to ask you to participate. We're going to ask you to modify your own behavior where there is no black and white, where the answer lies in the middle. So when you find yourself sitting back waiting for good news to happen, and then you're all pissed off if it's not, if it doesn't go the way that you want Think about what you're doing in that scenario. You're abdicating responsibility. Now, how does this relate to fitness and nutrition? A lot, actually. Because what we do at POP is we ask you to be a part of the solution. We don't just tell you what to do. And there's an important takeaway here. If somebody says, hey, what should I do? and then we just say, do this, and then it doesn't work, they get to point the finger, right? Let's say somebody hires me to coach them and I give them their full plan. Here's what you do. Exactly this. Do this, this, and this. And they follow it and it doesn't work. Now they can point the finger and be like, Mike is such a dick. What an asshole. I can't believe he told me to do those things that didn't work. See how that works? No ownership, no responsibility. Because you're just waiting for somebody to tell you what to do, which is what most people, if that's how you think, you're not alone. That's how most people think. I get a lot of people that come to us and they're like, hey, just tell me what to do. I'm like, yeah, that's not really how this works. This is actually a collaborative effort. We're going to guide you, but based off of your feedback and your insight and what you know about yourself and what you know about your goals and your life, we're going to work on this together. This is going to be an adaptive solution. And here's another side of that. If you simply are told what to do and it does work, it's probably not going to last. I could write a meal plan and you can follow it to a T and you can see all sorts of progress with that meal plan. It probably won't last. If somebody simply tells you what to do and you just follow it blindly and you get results, those results will not have the same impact because it will be a result without the underlying reason for why you want that result in the first place. And and here's what I mean. A lot of you think that it's just about the result. You probably think, you know what? I don't care. If you could write me a meal plan and guarantee that I lost 30 pounds, I would sign up for that like in a heartbeat. And Here's why I'm going to tell you that that's not accurate. Because what if I said I could write you a plan where you lose 30 pounds? However, the caveat is you will feel isolated, lonely. You'll have no fulfillment. You won't be able to spend time with your family or your kids. You won't be able to prioritize the people that you love, and you're going to be completely miserable. But you get the result of 30 pounds down. Are you taking that deal? Absolutely not. Nobody is taking that deal. So what does that tell you? It's a lot more than just 30 pounds, right? It's what the 30 pounds represents to you in your mind. There are things that you associate with 30 pounds, and I'm just saying a number. It can be any goal. There are things that you associate with that goal. I want my pants to fit. You know, I want... Uh, A lower pant size. I want to look better in my bikini. I want to lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 150 pounds. It doesn't matter what the number is. There are certain things that you associate with the outcome. It's not the outcome. When you think of that outcome, there are all these accompaniments in your head that go along with that confidence, setting a better example for your kids, showing up with more energy, feeling empowered. Feeling in control, feeling a sense of relief, feeling a sense of well being, having peace of mind. These are all things that you might be associating with the outcome that you've never really identified. Or maybe you have identified, but you didn't realize how important they are because you would not take the result if it meant sacrificing those things. What we do is we give you the result so that you can have those feelings, so that you can feel more confident, so that you can feel empowered, that you can feel that sense of well-being, that peace of mind, less stress, that you can alleviate the frustration. Right? That's what matters. That's why an adaptive solution is necessary. That's why we don't just tell you what to do and hope that you follow through. That's why we work together. And we collaborate with a solution that gives you the feelings that you desire with those results. Without it, it doesn't matter. It's like all these people who say, I want to make millions. I want to make all this money. And then they win the lottery and they end up broken, depressed because it wasn't about the money. It was about the feelings that they associated with the money, but they were just handed the money. It was not an adaptive solution. It was just, here it is. And then all of the feelings that they thought would be associated with that, with that outcome were empty. And so they blow themselves up. They sabotage, which is why when you are just told what to do and you start making progress and then you sabotage yourself, you're like, I don't know what the fuck I just did. I was losing weight and I sabotaged everything. It's because you were not part of the solution but our natural inclination is to say, just tell me what to do. Like the people of Tacoma who fought Bill Ruckel's house when he said, no, you're going to be a part of the solution. I'm going to ask you to take this time out of your day to show up to these meetings. I'm going to ask you to commit and take this time to learn about what we're dealing with here. And they said, fuck that. Just tell me what to do. But ultimately, they became a part of the solution. And it wasn't black or white. It wasn't just flip a coin. It wasn't just pick a side. It was actually a lot of gray area. It was creativity. It was collaboration and problem solving. And what can we do so that everybody's happy? It's not just pick a side where half of you are going to be angry and half of you are going to be happy. It's always somewhere in the middle. It's always a collaboration when we're talking about things like health and fitness and nutrition, it has to be. Otherwise, you will find yourself feeling empty. You will find yourself self-sabotaging. If, you, if you're wondering why you do it, this is part of the reason why. If you're just waiting for somebody to tell you what to do and you're not willing to be a part of the solution, you're going to find yourself sabotaging yourself and not knowing why you did it. And then you're going to be back at square one. And you're going to point the finger and you're going to say, that program fucked me over. No, don't abdicate responsibility. Take ownership. You wanted somebody to tell you what to do. You didn't want to be part of the solution. So now you're looking at a villain and you're looking for a savior. And the savior might be another program that says, well, that program is evil. Let us tell you what to do instead. And you're like, oh my God, a savior. But then they become the villain because the same pattern repeats itself. Here's your meal plan. Just follow it and you'll be good. And you start losing weight and then you blow yourself up again because you weren't a part of the solution. You just wanted dopamine without effort. Dopamine without effort will destroy a human. You have to be a part of the solution. You have to be willing to modify your own behavior. You have to be willing to commit to yourself and to the process and to learning and to contributing. What we do is a collaboration. The reason why the results that we create last forever is because our clients are an active participant in their own results and outcomes, which leads to the feelings that they want that are associated with that outcome confidence, setting a better example for their kids, having more energy, having more strength, feeling more empowered, peace of mind, fulfillment. Those are the things that we create because we have an adaptive process. It depends on the individual. Everybody hates that answer. Hey, Mike, what should I do about this? It depends. Oh, fuck him. He doesn't want to answer. No, that is the answer. It literally depends. Let's have a conversation. How about you help me help you? You be a part of the solution with us. Granted, this method is not for everyone. Not everyone is in that place where they're willing to do that. You might still be in the place of just wanting somebody to tell you what to do. Eventually, it's going to run its course. It's going to get old quickly, and you're going to be looking somewhere else. There's a reason why I only work with companies who understand this concept. It's something that is very important to me. So I've turned down Partnerships with a lot of different companies because there's a lot of places out there that want people to feel helpless, that they want to place people in the victim box and they want to be the saviors. There are other companies out there who understand adaptive problem solving. They want you to be a part of the solution. I think Cured is a great example of that. You know, there's so much emerging research with CBD. And Cured is not coming to you saying, hey, we're just going to tell you what to do because there's this amazing thing called CBD and it's going to solve all your problems. They say, hey, we have these products that you've helped us to create based off of what your needs are, based off of feedback and contributions from the people that we're serving. And we're going to continue to share and educate as new research comes available. We're going to continue to iterate and reiterate our products to support what you're telling us. That, to me, is a company that gets it. And that's why I partnered with Cured to offer their products at a 20% discount. Or you can go to curednutrition.com, enter code POPFAM at checkout, get 20% off. I highly recommend you start with their Zen and their nightcaps. If you need help with sleep, that's the easiest place to start experiencing the power of their products. And again, this is something where you get to be a part of the solution. You get to be a part of the process. I'm not sitting here telling you that you take these products and it's going to solve all your problems. What I'm telling you is that you get to contribute to solving your own problems. If you have racing thoughts at night, if you have anxiety, be a part of the solution and look into Cured, look into their CBD, look into their Zen product, look, in, look into their nightcaps. Just go to Cured Nutrition, C U R E D, nutrition.com, enter code POPFAM, P O P F A M at checkout, get 20% off. Start to participate, start to modify your behavior to overcome those problems, and then give feedback. Is this working? Talk to your coach. Do you think this is a good idea? Right? It's a collaboration. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this partnership. Um, they have their herbalist on staff who puts together incredible blends with adaptogens, with mushrooms, with CBD. Um, I've been using their salve um, on my muscles. like you, It's like a topical. You put it on your muscles, it helps with recovery and muscle soreness. I've been taking their Zen product, their nightcaps, um, incredible stuff. And their rise in the morning has been a part of my routine as well. Again, you can check it out Check them out at curednutrition.com and then use code POPFAM. But I hope you understand what I like the reason why I told that story about Tacoma and what real leadership looks like because leadership is not just, oh, I'm going to make a 50-50 decision and have to deal with the repercussions of half of the people hating me. That's not leadership. That's authority. Authority does not equal leadership. Sometimes an authority figure can be a great leader, but sometimes a great leader can have zero authority. But I hope you start to put these pieces together as to why we're all kind of fucked up. When we look at, all right, just give me dopamine without effort. Just tell me what to do. That's not an effective way to get the outcome you want, because if you start to get the outcome you want, it will be hollow. It'll be empty. It will leave you frustrated and feeling lost, and you will end up blowing yourself up and starting over again. And pointing the fingers and trying to find another savior. It's more effective to understand that you have to be a part of the solution. You have to be an active participant. You have to take ownership and responsibility. And I know that feels shitty. You're like, well, I don't want to do that. I've got other things on my plate. Great. If that's the case, then I promise you, I'm not the right fit for you. Our program is not the right fit for you. You can absolutely unsubscribe from all the things and tune me out and go back to just saying, I need somebody to tell me what to do. That will not be me. I will show up to educate. I look at these things as like our own little town hall, our own little forums. We show up. We do education. I take feedback. You tell me other topics that you want to hear about. This is an adaptive solution. It's a collaboration, right? That's what this is all about. If you know that that is more along the lines of what you're looking for, then just go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply. Fill out an application. Let's have a conversation. We take your input very seriously. This is not us telling you what to do. This is you being a part of the solution. If you want to be a part of the solution, if you want the results to mean something, to actually feel the way that you want them to feel, then go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply. And I will talk to you guys very soon.